Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage, co-hosted by Katie Zutter and India Marie Paul. For our third season, we cover animation royalty as we discuss the female protagonists in the Disney Princess franchise and the impact they've had on women of all ages. This episode, we journey to the fantasy world of Kamadra, where we follow the warrior princess with trust issues, Raya. Welcome, everyone, to our sixth episode, all about Raya and the Last Dragon, which is the last Disney princess of the franchise so far. Yeah, the most recent. Yes. The most forgotten, because we'll talk about that later, Disney. We're mad at you. Yeah, there's a a lot of... uh, It's fascinating, because this is probably the one that we are least familiar with. Yes. I've, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it's it's such an it's, interesting it, thing because yeah. so many of the other ones have like a nostalgia to them mm-hmm. from my childhood, and I'm like, oh, this yeah. is a fully watching as an adult. So these are the opinions of someone who has only seen it <laughs> <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> but I think Disney, there's a lot of things that went right and wrong with this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. In yeah, general, yeah. on lots of different sides. So I'm really excited oh gosh, to kind yeah. of jump in and talk about all of those things. <sighs> I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about. Raya as a character because yeah. I think I, I'm very excited because she is a lot to um, dive into and obviously we'll talk about this when we get to the movie but I just want to throw that out there yeah I think what's interesting about her and what I'm really excited mm-hmm. to talk about is that the traditional idea of like the princess kind of attitude and role in the mm-hmm. world around them is given to other characters yeah and not yeah. her, but she's mm-hmm. still the Disney princess. And I, I'm mm-hmm. really excited to talk about that. So. I am too, especially after we've talked a couple times about the princess being someone who just exists yes. and changes yes. others. Like it's yes. the opposite. By being amazing, it is like, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite in this yeah. film. And I, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about that, what that means for her yes. and the character. But it is an original story. So there's mm-hmm. not a whole bunch to dive into as far as origin wise. There is a lot to kind of uh, discuss about how it was developed because they did take a yeah. lot of care. Oh, for sure. And this one makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, Merida didn't make as much sense that it was a totally original story. Yeah. But like this one kind of makes sense because they are putting together so many different countries and cultures. Yes. So it makes yes. sense. I mean, that they're pulling from so many, there wouldn't mm-hmm. be an existing thing that already. Yes. Ties all of these together. Just yeah. They would have had to pick a very know? specific folk tale from a very specific yeah, yeah. country. So, and which also makes us super unique. I, I like that you see is. different cultures mm-hmm. and, and representations yeah. in there. That's one of the strengths, I think. This is a double-edged sword um, mm-hmm. that they did a really, from all the, the readings and from the interviews from the different creative team, because there was a lot of Southeast Asian people in the, yeah. the lead creative part of this. The directors, not so much, but the, <laughs> not, not so much, um, but the two screenwriters were both, one one grew up in Malay, was a Malaysian American, and the other one mm-hmm. was Vietnamese American. One of them is the head story writer. They had a story writer as well. Yeah. The head of right? story grew up in Thailand. So yeah. from Thailand. like So they had a lot uh, of really she's so great. She's so sweet too. She's amazing to watch. <laughs> like She's amazing to watch talk about this film and talk about what it means to her. And mm-hmm. they actually, one of the best things they I think they did and what I was really impressed studying was they created a Southeast Asia story trust of people 
that consulted that on the so entire cool film. To see. Yeah, it's uh, so many. They, oh, they got architects, they got dancers, they got musicians, they they got all of these. They got linguists, specialists, yeah, yeah. and experts. So they they took the time and they they surrounded themselves with people of the different cultures in Southeast Asia to consult and to listen to them. It was that's it, how you do it. That, yeah, that's they, how I, you think, do it. I think they really they really tried, and that's why I yeah. I say that it's. It's a double-edged sword because they did study. I, I, th- I believe it's they count eleven countries that they were taking inspiration yeah. from. And that's that a lot. lot. That is a, that lot, is a lot, lot to put under your belt and try yeah. to to put into one one children's one, movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So not only are they trying to fit eleven different cultures and very specific and different cultures, like oh, that's also sure. something that they're trying to balance in this is to be it is truly inspired by they i think it was smart that they created a fantasy world they didn't put it Mm -hmm. in a specific because they didn't want to and that's good in the sense that they weren't trying to use only one that they they were trying to to fit a lot of representation in it one of the comments from someone in the trust was that they were really happy with the color spectrum of people in the film because it it, there are so much in the southeast asian community there's so much of a spectrum of skin tone color that they were really excited that it exists in the film so that was really cool but the double-edged sword of it is that there was some complaints about people not seeing their specific culture represented in the films because it was so combined yes yeah they mixed it Um, and and some things are less poignant than others yeah yes too so it it felt like it was a great way to represent a whole bunch but also to wash them together yeah so that that's it's a double-edged sword um but i was really appreciative of the amount of stress they put on how many people they brought in to consult on this yes so that was really really cool they're starting to learn from uh frozen one yes yes <laughs> and frozen two they like they worked stepped with it the, up step yeah, it up yep, yeah yeah, yeah. We're all, so you know we're steps. all making baby steps guys yeah. baby steps it is and so i was i was really happy with that i was really happy that they in all the interviews and the behind the scenes stuff a lot yeah. of the people talking were people in the story trust and the writers and people of South yeah that was really yeah. nice to see yeah. that it wasn't just the four guy directors <laughs> talking about the film <laughs> that it was that it was all of these people in the different trust and the yeah it was really they cool the right one people of the, have a voice yes yeah it felt like they were we were really trying to make sure they were respectful of it the story itself stemmed from the directors coming together and looking at their kids and i mean this was started to be written years ago you know you, you, it takes usually about four-ish years of full development for and this films. one, it was a pretty. It was short because it was turnaround. 2018, and it was supposed to come out to 2020. That's right. They like so they really wanted to push this quick, yeah. which which is really fast. That yeah, this is like a bell. Yeah, <laughs> that like bell speed of, of yeah out a movie. Yeah, like they they did a lot in a very <laughs> short amount of time. And if you've watched the Into the Unknown special, you know how much stuff happens oh, in like the last eight to six yes. months. Yes. <laughs> Still, so when they were they were supposed to release this film right after 
Oh, you're fine. I'm getting ahead of myself. So we'll jump. We'll jump. We'll jump. Backtrack. Talk about yes. the history. Talk about the history. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, if they, so the directors uh, were together talking about the next film they wanted to make. This is before mm-hmm. they decided Southeast Asia. This is just the the next film, the next Disney yeah. princess yeah. film in the franchise. And yeah. they were discussing looking at their kids, looking at the brokenness of the world today. And they were talking about, and which is, I mean, yeah. Before the before pandemic, it was completely <laughs> broken and fractured. So it just increased in importance yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. So they were looking at that and they were thinking about what kind of world they want their kids to live in. And that mm-hmm. and so the theme of trust and the theme of a fractured world coming and unifying together is completely from the response to the current world. Yeah. And you can see it in this film. Oh, for sure. Which is why it's I think so well written and so well focused because it is focused on trust yes. and the opposing views of trust. Yes, I think they did a really good job keeping that theme throughout it. It also makes it feel universal, which also is a double-edged sword because it's not taken from anything specific of the culture itself. It is a more right. universal. Right. The story isn't about Southeast Asia. It is inspired by a fantasy mm-hmm. world inspired by it, but it is about trust and learning yes. to trust and still have that hope. So it is really cool that the origins of the story was a direct response to the world that they wanted to show it to. So I really, really like that. So they started with that. They rounded up their team. They decided they wanted to represent and be inspired by Southeast Asia and create this this beautiful thing. We keep saying double-edged sword. And yeah. <laughs> all I can think of is a wiggly-edged sword. It is yeah. a wiggly-edged Raya <laughs> sword. Magic sword. All of the edges. <laughs> it's too <wiggly. laughs> There's a couple really big. They've taken a lot of really beautiful things from, from Southeast Asia and their culture. They created a lang- the language they put into Kumandra and the, the words they created, they used a linguist expert to make sure that it didn't mean anything awesome. weird in all of those yeah, languages yeah. that that had Makes like sense. a general feeling because there are some roots that are that have some similarities. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so Raya linguistically in Indonesian is the equivalent of like grand or great or uh, which is celebration. so interesting to me because she was Kaya for a bit. Really, yeah. I did not. I did not read that. That's awesome. Yeah, if that. you if you look at yeah, yeah. some of the cut scenes and mm-hmm, outtakes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her father calls her Kaya. That so I'm not sure. Where that ch- they... It makes a lot more sense what you're describing yeah, 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 yeah. to name her Raya. That's really fascinating. But yeah, I know. I had to like rewind it and watch it again to be like, wait, what What did, did he, say? he say? Yep. And like put on subtitles to be like, wait, is this exactly what he said? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I love the sound of Raya, but like I love Kaya mm-hmm. too. I wonder what that linguistically was was going for because I just saw yeah. the interview with the linguist being like Raya is, is yeah oh for sure this feeling of grandeur and and great and celebration and Sisu has a feeling linguistically of like cute and sweetness and made sure that it didn't mean Accurate. anything else yeah <laughs> With it, yeah it's perfect <laughs> and it, it was beautiful watching some of the behind the scenes videos of the trust there was one yeah. I believe it was uh, a woman who was involved in more of the like the dance inspiration got really emotional talking about how when she was growing up, there was only dolls that were blonde haired, blue eyed and that like how excited she is about sharing this and the culture with the world. So it was really cool. I highly recommend looking up some of those behind the scenes stuff just to watch people talk about. I love that even though there aren't dance numbers Mm -hmm. in this they included dance moments and music moments mm-hmm. and things like that in the credits. 
Yeah. So if you watch, you can see, you know, Raya and her father in a, a traditional dance pose, mm-hmm. seemingly in the middle of doing it. You see some of the others like playing traditional flutes. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's fun. I'm, I'm glad that they immerse themselves. And even if there were things that didn't make it into the mm-hmm. story, that yeah. they still included it somewhere to be seen. Yes. Yes, I agree. And they did they did a nice long trip to a lot of different places in Southeast Asia with a lot of host families and things um, to really kind of dive in. They had traditional dance demonstrations at Disney that they made sure to do. Yeah. And Dorothy, that's really cool. You can really, see it. You can watch that on, yeah. on Disney Plus in yeah. the extras. You can yeah. see the like kind of like kickoff ceremony they mm-hmm. have. Oh, yeah. It's the um, uh, Bachi uh, Basi ceremony. And you see the actress who plays Raya, like, mm-hmm. in it. Ah, mm-hmm. I love it. It's so cool. It, <laughs> they started the production, like, the official, like, first day of coming together with this ceremony. And it's a Lao community Perfect. ceremony. Um, they brought in elders from the Lao community to do it. And it's kind of a good blessings, good luck type of a ceremony. So they all participated Ugh. in this. And it's, it's just a, such a what cool... What a beautiful way yeah. to pay tribute and really make sure you remember why you're making this film. It's really, really cool. And one of the big things that I think kept kept the film from thriving socially on like media, but I kind of agree with is their choice to not make this a musical. They, oh, yeah, yeah. They believed it didn't fit the more serious tone at times and the fantasy action adventure that it was. Yes. And I didn't mind that either. The mm-hmm. only thing that I'm disappointed with mm-hmm. is because we do have, you know, an- another Disney princess who did the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Merida did it as well. Yeah. But the difference is you leave Merida and you can sing Touch the Sky. Yes. And I, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there is nothing from Raya mm-hmm. like that. There were no there was no montage with a yeah. voice for kids to cling to. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, the music is really cool. It's beautiful, yeah. Was it still written by a white man? Yes. It was, um, yes. But uh, it's still phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. James Newton Howard? Yes. Still, I mean, phenomenal, like, cinema king yeah. of uh, movie soundtracks. Yeah. But, you know, still, uh, yeah. that was my only disappointment, that there was nothing to really yeah. pull from. There was no big song at all. And yeah. she didn't need to sing it. Don't get me no, wrong. I no, do no, agree no. I, that, I agree but... with that choice. But, I, yeah, it, I yeah. feel like there could have been... Even just a, like one, one or two, just to make it not weird. If but only having one, whether it yeah, was like they, Sisu when right, Sisu's right. like going flying on the on the water yeah. droplets or How something. How beautiful would that have been? Of some, you know, picking maybe a, a traditional style of music. Yeah, that somebody sings. Yeah, in the background of her. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to call that when she like runs around the well, sky. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like it's know. yeah, like, like there are like there that, are. You know, there are magical moments that could have had that. It. Yeah, like there mm-hmm. were there were moments that you could have even if the even in the fight scenes like you could you can yes. get some like fight music going with some like rock songs or something. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that was one of the huge. We'll talk at the end about like with the reaction to this movie and like where yes. it went. Yes. But I I do think that was a huge factor in the lack of social attention mm-hmm. among other things. Like yeah, among, it didn't among more stuff. Than among I guess a lot more stuff. Maybe that's an after hours <laughs> yeah. tea drama thing to talk about because it doesn't really have anything to do with the rise of person. But like but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Disney, yeah, what are you doing? I know they, they take so many good steps, and so like they're like yeah. it's it's really a really great move in the right direction with the amount of collaboration they did with a lot yes. of people in the community. Like there's still yeah. there's still room to improve. But uh, dragons were really big. 
in Southeast Asia, it's the Naga mm-hmm. of that. So that's kind of where that, I won't spend, we're talking about Raya, but like that's a yeah. really cool no, no, you're fine. element it's, to this. It's good to set up the world, yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool element to this. In Southeast Asia, there are powerful mythical beings that manifest as serpents and humans and are associated with bodies of water because water becomes a huge theme in this and the yes. absence of it when Sisu is gone and heart being so tropical and full of water as the like central mm-hmm. place of dragons and everything is really beautiful. They knew that they wanted to design each land has its own thing. And I can go more in after hours about like each specific yeah, land of stuff. So, some of them are very, some of them are like harder to, to tell. Yeah. But like there's at least one that I, that off on my head that you look at, and you're like, ah, yes, that is from this yeah. country. Yes. Yeah. There's very specific um, <laughs> things that for each one that they, they did a really good job at artistically doing each one differently and making yeah. sure that they were their own place in their own world in the world. Yeah, yeah. But there is a lot of mixtures of stuff. So we can go deeper into right. that in the after hours. I have my little list of all of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, the, uh, the, art, the Art of Raya book is really beautiful about going through each one and the designs and how they included in the shapes of things to make like geometric, yeah. really harsh geometric and fang versus the soft organic, more circular dragon symbols and water and rain droplets all over heart that kind of stuff yeah um so they did a really good detailed work on the design and i highly recommend that book (laughs) Um, the dragon river is inspired by the mekong river or the mother river of southeast asia and it is something that influenced that that shape and that it is a huge source of life in that area nice. as well. So that was taken straight from the Mekong River. The short list of them is that heart is dragon-centric. Mm-hmm. Tail is the kind of... Tail I was disappointed with so, because it is like the Wild West of the world. Yeah. And that, it felt very Americanized and not really fully influenced because Southeast Asia is not a dry landscape. Right. So that felt a little bit like they wanted to create a Wild West area for her to... I mean, it's amazing tuck, tuck, Roll rolling through the, yeah, the thing, uh, <laughs> but it, it's not, you can't really pin it. It was a little more of the American yeah. aspect of that. Talon was really inspired by the Mekong River in Vietnam and the um, water markets on yes, the Mekong River. That's, so the that's, one, that's yeah. the one that you see and everyone's like, ah, yes, Vietnam, yes. Yeah, it's very <laughs> Vietnamese. And uh, it also had some influence by like Thailand and, and uh, the night markets of that and Laos. Spine is a basically a giant black bamboo mountain, which doesn't cool. really kind of fit into Southeast Asia either <laughs> because it's a much warmer place. So that felt a little bit like it wasn't really yeah. focused on anything. And Fang, they just focused on power. The architecture uh, in Fang is quite stunning. It's all the aqueducts and stuff yes. that they use to like yes. protect. I mean, it's all really beautiful. Yeah. So they I talked about the theme a little bit, how trust and the opposing philosophies of trust drive this movie yeah. forward. And I think they do really well with that. Something that the head of story said was that in Southeast Asia, we love to come together around food. And we realize that in the movie, food is a perfect way to visually track the arc of Raya's trust throughout her yeah. journey. And so I read that. I'm like, I started tracking it in the movie. And it they do that. They, they completely, when she joins in finally with them eating versus when she like, isn't really eating the food that Boone is making. Yeah. Like you can really track through the use of food, her journey and, of trust. And that scene with her father was directly mm-hmm. inspired by that same story writer mm-hmm. taking a, a Thai food class. Yep. It's, like how cool it's amazing <laughs> she yeah she shares a meal with her dad as a girl 
And they one of the big things that the head of story was excited about is they used yeah. those very specific ingredients. They were really specific about the ingredients yeah. being used in this film to be from Southeast Asia and to have a direct connection to that culture. Yeah, and all the different foods are Easter eggs from mm-hmm. different. I mean, I mean, traditionally Easter eggs, Disney bleh, traditionally yes. Disney Easter eggs. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy putting that on the <laughs> cutting room floor. Oh, it's staying on there. <laughs> Traditionally, Disney Easter eggs are more like relating to other Disney movies. So I thought it was kind of fun that they included in the official Disney Easter eggs of um, the food being from different places Mm -hmm. and all based on true things that you can get. I thought yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. The, the, it, food became a very specific cultural thing in this film that I was really appreciative yeah. of the detail they did and how much yeah. the people uh, that were from Southeast Asia in this trust discussed how happy they were about that. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. And then Raya herself. Yes. We'll talk a little bit about her character development before we move right into the movie. Yeah. Because um, I definitely have questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can answer them. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, from the start, she was going to be a warrior. That was like from the get-go, they wanted that. And one of the things that they discussed in the art book was that warrior characters can sometimes be really hard to relate to. They can be really stoic or really like aggressive. So they wanted to balance Raya's tough exterior with a lot of layers of personality. And I think they they achieved it very well. I think she has a really fun banter. I think you see different sides of her emotionally, even if she does try to keep Mm it more calm and collected. Very stoic. Yes. Um, yes but she I has agree. more layers to her as yeah, opposed she, to just being the just being the warrior. Yeah. They they really were worried, I think, about that, which is why they focused yeah. on that, which is really cool. She's five foot eight and is super fit, which is great. Um <laughs> they put the braids in her hair to get it out of the way. They were like, She's not gonna fight with bangs in her face. So they did her the two braids. But they left all the rest of her hair down. You know, it's not perfect. <laughs> it's like you, you kind of did that. You kind of did it. Still looks cute. Love the hairstyle. Dude, Amari looks so cool all the time. So I know we're not talking ass. about her, but man, she looks oh. such a baddie. Yeah, she's so cool. The amount of muscle definition they give her is just insane. But that's Queen. Amazing. So the uh, one of the, the co-directors talking about there was a breakthrough in the Raya Sisu character to kind of mm-hmm. that kind of moved them forward. And it was yeah, uh, yeah. we held on to the fun idea that Raya drives in a straight line and Sisu does nothing in a straight line. Everything is sideways, even when she's trying to be helpful. And you can imagine <sighs> how that might feel to someone who is trying to get something done. So, <laughs> so I checks out. <laughs> it does. It's complete. I'm like that is exactly what happens, and that's why I think I love that relationship. It says Raya mm-hmm. trying so hard to just do the plan and stick to different things, and then Sisu just like curving around her and forcing yeah. her She's to like, like grow. No, we got this plan. This plan is yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a cool relationship that they both need each other. Yeah, um, which I think is really fascinating. Raya's facial features. They wanted to. They wanted to make sure that she looked very authentic to the region and also yeah. very athletic. And I will say for mm-hmm. this style of animation, mm-hmm. they didn't do the best job previous to this movie yes. making yes. them look super, super different. Mm-hmm. Moana started to get there. Mm-hmm. But even then... It's still that like round like, face. And yeah, the, the, the bodies yeah. look very different. The yeah. bodies all look yeah. very different. But the face still is like very... Mm-hmm. Similar mm-hmm. to the shape of like Rapunzel and Merida was the Elsa beginning Anna of that, and, and Elsa Merida, Anna, yeah. you know, they all had like similar face shapes. So mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that this was one of the biggest 
yeah. changes in facial definition in a great way. It was amazing. Like just the, I mean, even to the variety of nose shapes, eye shapes, yeah. eyebrow furrows. Like it, I was really, really impressed with the, when I saw it finally, I, I did the Disney streaming because it did release in both. Uh, yeah. And I went, holy holy shit like these this animation of like skin texture and wrinkles they could mm-hmm. finally like animate like the advancement was great so i yeah i appreciate that they were really trying to make sure that the face shapes and everything felt authentic to the to the region oh um, yeah and this really set up disney for success because they yeah. did this that, that that was done really well and then Encanto came out and they're like mm-hmm. hold my beer <laughs> yeah let's just <laughs> take it one step further <laughs> like, nailed it so i i really appreciate where the trajectory yeah For Raya's clothes, they knew she was a swordswoman, so they wanted to put her Mm -hmm. in leather, but they realized that Kumandra was too tropical for that, specifically heart too. Um, Yeah, yeah. So they looked at more breathable draping styles of the region, and they landed on a combo of a sabai top and a a dhoti pants. I might be saying that incorrectly, but like they went very regional specific on the draping styles and the things that could make her move, but also breathe in. Oh, yeah, yeah. She looks very comfortable, but able to get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and her, this is fun fact, her and Namari are the first Disney princesses. Well, Namari's not an official Disney, but she's a princess in this world. (laughs) um, Who are, who have no dress options since Jasmine. Jasmine was like the the big one. The first. But. Yeah, because Jasmine gets a dress in later movies. Yeah. Yeah, not originally. Yeah, she's although she's her she's definitely a little more glam. Oh, for sure, than... not practical at all. Like, no, no, not no, no, gonna no. go fight. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sure if if Raya had been allowed to grow up, yeah. in, <laughs> and with heart, if yeah. you know they had survived, I'm sure she would have also had like those equivalent mm-hmm. of like glam because you see her as a child in like beautiful, oh, stunning, gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, you know, so I'm I'm sure she could she could get there. Yeah, but yeah, no, she's definitely in a much significantly more casual, like yeah. Moana ish, like level of casual. Yeah, outfit. yes, very much so. And I mean, she has to survive. Like, yeah, that's a, that yeah. that shocked me watching. I'm thinking about, like she is by herself in yeah. a world where like people will want to get her if they figure out who she is. Like she's a loner mm-hmm. for most of her life. Right. You have to imagine that like most of heart if not all of it did not survive yeah because it happened there there yeah so like she's like the last member of heart essentially because we don't have any proof otherwise right that survived this and so she's alone <laughs> and that's really unique in the disney world that like i don't know that there's someone who exists in a essentially somewhat post-apocalyptic ish style yeah. of living Right, right. Where she is just by herself surviving. Like, I don't know any other princess that survives in the way that she does. No, it's a lot of, like, not realizing they're in a bad situation. Yeah. That they are pulled away from their families and and isolated, but it's, like, totally unbeknownst to them. Yeah. Moana survives on the ocean with a demigod, you know? So, like, there is that. We'll talk about her. Tic-tac. Yeah, she has tuck. I lo- oh my god, I love tuck tuck so much. It's so cool. Uh, um, but I like that's it impressed me when I was really thinking about yeah. her. Like she has survived for essentially. And she like, was young. Yeah, she was like what ten? I think so. I ish, think it's like when she was years. thrown off. Yeah, I think she's eighteen. Yeah. So it's like eight-ish years. 
that she's surviving yeah. by so herself. Almost, almost <laughs> half of her life. Yeah. Her and this tiny little pill bear. That like tastes like growth tiny, hormones. But like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. And they, they also try to show in Raya's clothing about her distress. Yeah. So like she has this huge cloak that like covers everything in the big mm-hmm. hat. So like that kind of like covering up of stuff. And you, she sheds it yeah. as you go. Until Which like is really the, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that's a really cool way to show that clothing-wise with the, the story. Her sword's a fantastical take on the ancient dagger called a Chris or a Karis. So that was inspired so by some That weapon is cool. Stuff. It's so that amazing. It's so cool. It's amamazing. <laughs> She's ambidextrous when she fights. Which is great. I think I said ambidextrous. And her uh, her hand-to-hand style fighting is inspired by the Pekin Silat from Indonesia and, and Mai Tai. And then her weapon style is inspired by Arnis, also known as Kali, from the Philippines. So they also mixed styles in mm-hmm. this to put that all in. And Namari has her own style as well. So like, oh, it, yeah. they tried to also add mix and match all of that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And you could tell they look so different when yeah. they're fighting. It's so, ugh, those fight scenes are just so cool. <laughs> I love them so much. But that's kind of like how she developed. They they definitely started with the warrior princess, tried to add layers of stuff. I think Sisu really helped bring out where they needed to go with her and all of that. Yeah. And it, I mean, it just kind of, they focused on wanting to do a story of trust and representing a very large broken world which is yeah. i think where the five different places came and all the inspirations mm-hmm. came they had the mekong river and i i really think yeah. they wrote with the two two very specific screenwriters who are like um queen Wen uh wrote viet gone which is a wonderful play and yeah. uh he had worked at marvel and stuff so they got these people who have worked in action and things and and brought them in yeah. and it's just i think stunning did one of them do crazy rich asians crazy rich asians adele lim might have. I don't think Queen Unwen did. Because I know she's produced some I think stuff. I saw that as a random yes. fun fact. Yes, she and is best was known like, for... Oh, yeah, I, thought that, I thought that was him. I wanted to make sh- her. I wanted to make sure. She wrote Crazy yeah. Rich Asians, and uh, which is a beautiful film, too. So you have Big these success. film writers, too. It's not mm-hmm. animated. Like yes. You have a very specific from a film background. And right. she... A fun fact about her is that she... As soon as they said, we want to do a warrior princess, before they even settled on Southeast Asia... Yeah. They had come to her and she went, I'm in. Like, I want to do yeah. a warrior, <laughs> I want to do a warrior yes. princess. So she instantly was like, I am so in before they even officially made it Southeast Asian. So <laughs> it was really that's cool. That's awesome. Um, that's cool. It's really cool. That's so really that's cool. kind of the development and where a lot of things came from. Yeah. I and, do have questions yes. and just like, it may be more of like conversation yeah. because her character did change a lot mm-hmm. when they were making it because they did have to make it from scratch, obviously. Yes. Originally, I know mm-hmm. this was slated to come off the back of Mulan, the live mm-hmm. action that came out. So maybe mm-hmm. this is why they changed this. Mm-hmm. But originally, and this is a director's decision to scrap this idea because mm-hmm. the story writer talks about it very fondly. Oh. Was Araya originally had the magic sword. Mm-hmm. There was was magic. It wasn't just a what it is now. Yeah, like the um, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's magical and the uh, the dune the dune yes. the drune were uh, physical humanoid beings. Oh yeah, yeah. And her sword was the with the she made it herself. Mm-hmm. So she oh. handcrafted, built this sword, and used it to kill the drune. So and she was one of the only people who could do it. Could and there's multiple it. removed scenes mm-hmm. where she is fighting this these drune with a sword and mm-hmm. it's like sh- she single-handedly is like yeah. killing off the drune of the area. Yeah. 
And then in another scene, she's still doing that, but Tuk Tuk is not rolling right. <laughs> he's like limping. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, let me check. I'm sure there's just like something caught in like, yeah. you know, your scales or whatever. And so your your plates, rather, and she mm-hmm. jumps down and pulls out a drone arm. Oh, because they were yeah. There's like, a lot of like manifestations of like creatures and right. Things. They were creatures. Yeah. They yeah. weren't. They yeah. weren't whatever. They, they were like humanoid yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. So they she pulls it out and it's one of his plates is cracked. So they go take it to a shop and um, <laughs> shop. Yes, yes. Like a full yeah. it like it mm-hmm. reads just like a car shop and it's yeah. really funny. Boone still the same character. He's mm-hmm. the same person, mm-hmm. but in this rendition of the story, originally he ran this essentially auto shop scrap yep. shop. Yep. And they they arrive and he's like fixing it and he's doing like the silly like car mechanic yeah, talk yeah. like the undercarriage could be fixed and like blah, yeah. blah. but um one of the things he mentions is oh there is a a warrior and he's so strong and he is the dragon sword because there's mm-hmm. a dragon hanging off the back of his sword and he's killing all the drone and I want to be just like him and Aww. it's Raya Raya yeah. is like pushing the sword it's it's a different rendition but almost identical yeah to the uh, dragon that Namara gives her mm-hmm. and it's but instead in the original concept the father gave it to her mm-hmm. and so it's hanging off her sword as a reminder so originally yeah. she was truly a warrior warrior yeah. like yeah. that's all she was doing was yeah. like battle fighting people and it's not like she was hiding as a she was not changing her physical appearance yeah. In, yeah, yeah yeah in the first scene where they're like oh you're you're the dragon warrior like yeah she's just her yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just I think word got around and things things changed up and, and she doesn't want to be quite as known. Yeah, and the directors were like, nah, we're not going that route. We want to go somewhere else. Do you yeah, think it's because I, of Mulan? Do you think it's other things? Like, I think Mulan could have had a little bit of an effect on that because you also want to distinguish these two because they could easily be lumped into like warrior princess, you know? Yeah. Like Mulan was the and, first, and, but they need but to be not. different. they're not. They're totally different yeah, people. They're very different. To, yeah. yeah. So I could see that different definitely. Cultures. Yes. I could see that being definitely a factor. I think... What from what I have read with the the development, I I think the big yeah. thing that came into play was one making sure Raya was more than just a warrior, but I think their theme of unifying meant that she couldn't do it by herself. Because if, yes. if if she was the one who could take out the Dune, then she didn't need to create this new family and to actually yeah. come together with the Dragon Gem pieces. So I, yeah. I think that was a really good call on their part for the theme that mm-hmm. they wanted to do. Because I, I, yeah, watching her learn what she needs and what the world needs. Because she says flat out that like I don't care about anyone else. I just want to get my father back. Oh, truly, that's like all, the whole that's time. All, yeah, that's, <laughs> like that's it all takes until like the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it, which is fine. That's what you want. You want a, yeah. a main character that grows and learns. She does, and that's why I, I think it's a really important dis- thing that she has to find all these people from these. Like, I, you know, you got the classic one person from every place. You yeah, know, yeah, that has to be part of this final moment. And I, I think her necessity for others to help her is so important to the what ended up being in the film. And yeah. I think that's probably one of the biggest factors. And her not just being able to defeat the Dune, Drune. Right. Um, right, right, right. No, I, I agree. And yeah. and piggybacking off of that, mm-hmm. originally Boone was supposed to be the first character she met. Yeah, that would make sense. And then mm-hmm. they decided instead 
to go with Sisu because it's so important. It it it, it, yeah. it, it makes more sense. It, yeah. it lines up with the story better. It helps yeah. Raya's character yeah. start growing immediately. Yeah, you needed you know? that that opposing force from the get go. So yeah. she had room. Also, that they had moments together without anyone else. Yes, you know, I yes. think that that's really really Agreed. important in her character arc because that's that's I I'm excited to dive in because. She has one. She has a full growth yes. character arc in Ugh. this film. Dare we dive in? Yeah, friends? We should. We should. So the movie <laughs> came out officially in 2021, and mm-hmm. it was supposed to release November of 2020. So the which pan- is Disney's like prime yes. time, juicy, matey yeah. drop time. So yeah. it was dropped thank in you a for weird, that. Yeah. However, yeah, however, it, yeah, a lot of factors. <laughs> So what was cool is that there's a lot of behind the scenes of like essentially the film, the end of the film, which is the meat of like the last eight months of this film. Yeah. Is it is done from home. Like everyone All is recording from home, working <laughs> from home. Like it's insane with what hoops they had to jump through to even finish this. Right. And like <laughs> you had said earlier in, in this podcast mm-hmm. to, or not this podcast, this episode itself. Yeah, you, yeah. You're like we we saw what happened with Frozen in the mm-hmm. last yeah, you know, <laughs> year of yeah. its making, and the last year of this making was mostly it, it, yeah. at home. <laughs> yeah, they had to shut down and figure what? out how to do it. Like these are professional yeah. voice recording. Like, how do we get them in? How do we and do it safely? They recast. Yeah, because so the main Raya was supposed to be played by a Canadian actress who mm-hmm. originally was in Degrassi, mm-hmm. and she was announced as such as recently mm-hmm. as the um d23 in yeah. 2019 yeah like, they're yep. like this mm-hmm. is the actress yeah and then star wars happened and um the new actress was cast and mm-hmm. total side note yep go look at the red carpet the red <gasps> carpet look oh, for this actress stunning. i need to get her name because i it's am... kelly marie tran kelly marie tran yeah. oh my gosh yeah henry trans stunning. beautifully traditional vietnamese because she she is yeah yeah vietnamese like yeah. outfit that Amazing. she wore a plus oh, queen. Um, but so yeah, I, I am glad they went with her yeah. in the end. But I'm like, man, there were so many changes, so many things you did. Yeah. They, and like, you're, it was supposed to be out by 2020. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like, they were doing a lot of things at the end there. And that change happened mainly when Raya's character changed. Yes. And that's yes. what they, you know, it, they said it's nothing against like the other actors that they, they, right, they right. changed direction. My guess, and this is completely conjecture, is that they went from that very serious to needing someone who could handle that yeah. like light banter. Cause she, Raya is a smart right. ass and I yeah. love every second of it. <laughs> yeah. So I well, think they needed that. She was so successful in, um, yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. She was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, we can't. It makes like, sense. Yeah. There are great actors from all the places. Yeah. But, it's, you, know, <laughs> you know, we're not there yet. We'll talk I'm about I'm glad. It. I'm so <laughs> glad that Disney yeah. was like, I'm so sorry for how people treated you. Here is a literal Disney princess. You're welcome. Yep. And she did great. Deserved. Deserved. <laughs> she did great. But yeah, so it, it, a lot of this was done, record, all of this was like recorded from everyone's houses yeah. and bedrooms, yeah. and which is a feat in itself. Crazy. Um, it's the first Southeast Asian inspired film in Disney's mm-hmm. studio history. She is the third princess to have a wholly original character after Merida and Moana. She's the first fantasy film and Disney animation since Brother Bear to not be a musical. So it's been a, like they've they hit a oh, huge wow. musical kick for a yeah, while. Yeah. So it was a pretty big step. 
But um, Brother Bear also had songs it did. you could sing to. It did. It did. Sir Phil so, Collins did not no, back down from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he crushed that, too. Um, but, yeah, this is technically the first non-musical, but it I think it's probably one of, I don't know how far back, of, like, the least amount of music. Singable music, like lyric music. Yeah, there's no singable music yeah, in this. It's, she is the first Disney princess to have the same voice actress do the child and adult voices. Ooh, wow. So yeah, Kelly Marie Tran does the young Raya and the the older Raya, which I thought was really fascinating. Nice. Um, and I guess, though, Raya's not that young when you first meet her. Yeah, like I think she does put an affect on her voice, like definitely like raises it a little bit or they filter or something, but yeah, it's not But it's not it's like her. Elsa Nana where no. they're like, Anna's like five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's, she has some, she can be, you know, addressed in both. Yeah, yeah. In both voices. Um, and this, this was the first Walt Disney Animation Studios film to be executive produced by Jennifer Lee because she took over that position after yeah. Frozen and uh, <laughs> Frozen 2. And they had and they had all female technical. The technical team was all female led. It was very, very well done, Disney, in that aspect. So, yeah, let's let's dive into Raya and young Raya is I I adore the prologue. I love learning how they did the nice. the, the the beautiful art style. I think it's really clear. Yeah. They have to explain really a lot. Cool. They have to explain oh, a lot. Oh, they did, and they did it really well. Yeah, I think they built a world that I understood mm-hmm. that had a little bit enough magic in it that it yeah. affected like the exploding beetles and the dragons and all of that, but that it still oh, felt yeah. fantastical and, and still silly. Yeah, like. Tootin, oh my gosh! The, yeah, like, the name of it is so brilliant. funny. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was definitely very, very well done. And meeting her mm-hmm. as as a kid, I really loved seeing. And obviously, like, yeah, surprise, I'm a white person, but yep. like yep. <laughs> seeing yep. seeing her walk through. The thing that hit me the hardest was mm-hmm. seeing her walk through the halls with her father. Mm-hmm. When her father saying, "You know, they're coming." what are we going to do about it? And he's yeah. being very playful with oh, her yes. as, yeah. as she's like describing them and everything. I think that was really well done. Mm-hmm. But what threw me the most is in, in the best way was how beautiful the architecture and mm-hmm. all of the outfits and clothing. Yes. Like mm-hmm. everything was so bright and vibrant mm-hmm. and you were immediately in the world. It, and yeah. I thought that was so cool. It was stunning. And seeing, seeing, being introduced to young Raya as a, like, in a stealth mission mode was, like, instantly (laughs) went, we're doing an action movie. Great. Yes. Um, Yes. So that was really cool. And I love the reveal of her dad being the one she's fighting and her kind of getting it a little bit of, like, I got my toe in the center. Like, I think that, (laughs) that was really beautiful. So it's good exposition in a really fun way. And their relationship is just absolutely gorgeous. We don't get any kind of understanding of what happened to mom. Classic was, Disney. You know, Classic. They were like, like, we got to keep a little bit. We got to yeah, keep we gotta, a little bit tradition. We got to orphan her a little bit before she gets fully yeah, yeah, orphaned, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's fine. Um, we got to, like, pretend. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was a little frustrated. I'm like, where's mom? We don't even get, like, she passed. We didn't get nothing. nothing. We get nothing. nothing. So. Uh, we're hearkening back to Snow White days. <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't exist. I don't know. It's just, eh, it's gotten. That's gotten. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but I love seeing. There was a moment when she was a kid and, and it's all the adults when he invites everyone and him trying to teach her the lesson of unity. Like, right, we get hit yeah. with the theme right off the bat. And it oh, was yeah. it was great. That beautiful scene with the where he's making the, the soup yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, it's cooking for them and adding yeah. everything. And it was, that was a really beautiful parallel. Yeah. And we see her starting to learn, starting the learning process of what her father is trying to teach her about unity. Like, so we yeah. get that start of it to then get crushed. 
which is great too. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a scene where everyone's there and they start arguing and they kind of fade the arguing out and you focus in on Raya. Yeah. Who then like tells everyone to shut up essentially <laughs> and says who wants to eat? So like food comes back, you know, in that mm-hmm. moment too of like a, a way to come together. And she like leads yeah. young Namari. That like, she I, learns from her dad. Yes. I love that. I love seeing that the, all the parents arguing about things and then the two kids being the two to yeah. like first start coming in. So I think it it immediately took me back to exactly what the directors wanted to say in the first place. Yeah. Like and, and you see that this that moment also is very clear that starts the I will do anything because of my father mm-hmm. because her decision to do that isn't she wants to do that she doesn't she doesn't yeah. like anybody there yeah she does it because she sees her father get so disheartened and he's mm-hmm. like taking a moment to be like to question every all of his decisions yep. the poor guy yep mm-hmm. and that's when she's like oh I can't let my dad feel like this yeah. he wanted us to eat so we're gonna eat together right like who doesn't like food yep you know and that kind of sets up and starts the her changing and not being the traditional Disney princess Mm -hmm. because the traditional kind of more classic ideal like the um the Annas the Rapunzel's the Mm -hmm. uh Ariels, I mean, yeah. Ari- yeah. <laughs> lots of them <laughs> yeah. are are this. The world kind of changes because of how good and great they are already mm-hmm. as is. Mm-hmm. And her dad and Sisu are both that. Yeah. And so and instead of this time seeing everything through her dad and Sisu's eyes, we're mm-hmm. seeing it all through the people who get to change around them. Yeah. Which I think is really, really cool mm-hmm. because at the beginning of this, she is very I am doing this because of my father and and she is doing this because she sees that classic princess aesthetic that she's like, I want this for him. Yeah. It's a, well and what a wonderful inciting incident to Raya's flaw. Like yeah. like what like yeah. when you see her pushed for like being like, I'm going to try and trust people. I'm going to show her the dragon gym. I found a nerd yeah. friend for myself. Like, this that is was, what my dad wants. Yeah, it's it's going like, to be great. And then instant like betrayal like that yeah. that was heartbreaking to see i was like you just found a friend and now you're just Ugh. but it, it's so you get to see why she is the way she is at the beginning yeah. of her the jump forward you know you mm-hmm. get to the instant like oh she took that to heart that was a a huge character moment yeah. she doesn't trust and mm-hmm. she left off being like dad yeah only dad yeah i know only dad that was the only thing that disappointed me a little bit Mm -hmm. about raya is Mm -hmm. that she didn't seem to care about anybody else yeah like not even in heart yes like i totally understand her not wanting to trust other places Mm -hmm. but like there is not a single other person she doesn't even mention heart no as like oh they've been destroyed yeah not her people like not like it's you don't even notice how bad it is until they go there and they see everybody's gone that was the only yeah. little bit of a I yeah. didn't like that as much. Um, but like you said, it does set up everything else super, super well, mm-hmm. where at the beginning she's like, gotta get dad back because he's gonna fix this. Yeah. He he is the only person I need. I trust yeah. him fully. Like yeah. I would do anything to see him smile again, just like she did at the beginning as a little girl. Yeah. And I no longer trust people yeah. because of fan goodbye. Hardcore. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> and like legitimate. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, I yeah. felt I felt myself reevaluating myself a lot when I saw this when it first came out. I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel this. I don't want to necessarily look at myself like this right now. <laughs> um, but I think it they, I think they did a good job not hitting us over the head with it. But that you just see yeah. someone who yeah. is so kind of anti that person that we typically get in a princess movie and that is selfish in what she wants. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. 
And I, I think that's a great oh, place for her to start because you see with what I noticed and start tracking is every time she met a new figure, as soon as mm-hmm. they mentioned losing their families to the Droon, that's when she switched how she talked to them and how right. she associated with them because it was that loss that unified them to her. And so it yeah. wasn't until like Boone talks about his family that she kind of grows to I him. guess you can stare. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> but it's like it's that mo- every single person had that moment yeah. for her, you know, and that she was she's not selfish enough that she walked by a crying baby and just left the baby no, there. No, she's not about it. She's <laughs> yes, not she about did. it. But and and the difference that doesn't make her a villain. Like she can still yeah. be selfish and get in and in a like being selfish. In circumstances, doesn't make yeah. you. She's self-preserving, evil. like at yeah, that point. And, yeah, right. And there's two things that, or not two things. There's, there's, a, you see two princesses, mm-hmm. two princesses, yeah. and they're different choices mm-hmm. that happen from the same event. Mm-hmm. And what makes Nomari more of the villain at the beginning? That do, even though they're both equally selfish, yep. That Raya doesn't get is that Raya is not willing to step on people. Mm-hmm to get to what she wants Mm -hmm. she would rather do it herself Mm -hmm. or you know and she does interact with people obviously she's not like mean to boone no no no. she's just just, like get me where you need to go here's here's some yeah yeah money let's go yeah get it together we can't let him know yeah um whereas namari is like asserting dominance every Mm -hmm. chance she gets and she doesn't necessarily need to like she's a princess but she's she is like yeah Stepping on people left and right just to make sure she gets what she wants. And that is definitely a big difference Mm -hmm. between the two, which makes one more of the more of the the villain of the story. And the other one is not the villain. Yeah. Well, and I think what's interesting is thinking through like the themes of family and unity and things is that both of them, I think, are direct results of how their parents decided to raise them. Yeah. Because Namari is parents who love them yeah. equally as much. Yeah. And they're both doing what they do because of their parents. Like Raya mm-hmm. is full on exactly what you said. Raya is full on doing everything because of her dad and Not for her dad. Because she yeah. necessarily thinks the same things. She, yeah. I don't think she does until yeah. the end. Exactly. I think she, and even then, I think it's still like, this is what my dad wanted. Yes. And he's right. He, like, yeah. this is living up I to that. I want to make this good for yeah. my dad. Yeah. 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 And there's definitely like no mind has similar. Yeah, they but like when they're at mom at the beginning when they're like we're so similar. Like both of our parents are like single parents. Like they are, yeah. and that's a is a direct how they act in the world is a direct response to them trying to prove something to their parents. And mm-hmm. to live up to what their parents hope for them. Yes. Because the scenes with Namari's yes. mom, all the parents love their children. There's yes. no like yeah. hate. There's like a lot of pride moments multiple yeah. times for both and you just see two opposing sides about how to get what they want right which is fascinating when you like start breaking <laughs> down like what does that mean that you have these two kids who are just trying to live up to yeah. what their parents think and then all of a sudden their parents are gone and then they Ugh. come in direct head with each other and like have to work it like it's so ah, it's so tightly <laughs> written in that way that I think is so yeah. great and felt purposeful. Like I think it felt really yes. purposeful for what they wanted. They wanted to say something with the film. And I think they did that. Oh, oh, absolutely. Which is great. I absolutely. Really great. I love the amount of fight scenes we get with the I realized when you had Sisu and like in the background and Namari and well, no, I'm not in the background when they first meet Namari and Sisu entails gem with mm-hmm. the little traps and everything. You just have a scene full of female characters. Like it's just full of female yeah, representation on screen. Two men yeah. in that scene. 
And they're not the leads. Four fighters. No, there's four fighters, and two of them are female, and two of them are male. And uh, it just hit me. I went, man, we have two women fighting. We have the <laughs> the goody, <laughs> hopeful women there. Like there's just it was so cool to see the amount of female representation on the screen and variety mm-hmm. of female representation. Yeah. And that scene, and multiple times in this movie, I was really impressed with how smart Raya is. You see her yeah. come up with solutions in such a well because she's way. been living like this for years so i mean she wouldn't be here and alive if Mm -hmm. she hadn't figured out the mechanics of traps the mechanics of of people and how to avoid them and and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff you know so it it totally lines up with that like you said before that post-apocalyptic style Mm -hmm. of living that she has she is the definition of like street smarts to have survived the way that she has like she is so street smart And it's really cool to see that part of it, part of her to be. She is like calm and collected. She's really cool under pressure, which is Mm -hmm. something that when you get the more hopeful and naive princesses, you don't get a lot of that necessarily. You get a lot of chaos. They never had to. Right. They never had to do that. Yeah. It's a really cool cool thing. I like it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a lot of me just like fangirling over, I think, what they did with Raya. I love some of the comedy bits they did with Sisu just being her opposite. And what that meant yeah. to travel in this world with a with someone like that. So that like even when she's like swinging and she stops her because she doesn't realize she's swinging and then they fall like it's just such yeah, a cute, yeah. <laughs> there's so much comedy and they a lot of the um, things that I read about Sisu is that Aquafina ad libbed a lot just similarly they compared yeah, they a lot to how Robin Williams did Jeannie mm-hmm. like where they it was a lot of her yeah. just being free to explore it and things which is really cool. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Kelly Marie Tran ad-libbed the prayer to Sisu, where she is completely emotionally destroyed, trying to beg Sisu to come find her. That's so cool. And that the directors, I watched, there is this special called Taste of Raya. And it was like a, they had everyone in the creative like team talked about the thing and had food from all over and it was all yeah, zoom because yeah. it you know covid times of course um and that was one of the things they mentioned is that the director was like we were so blown away by you ad-libbing that speech to sisu like that we were just trying to keep up and fit the emotion good enough uh, like that we were never finding ourselves never being good enough for that yeah. that moment and i'm like what a that's what so a thing cool. to ad-lib i was like oh ah. Yeah, that was really, really, really cool. Also, speaking of Aquafina and Kelly Mutran, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Kelly Mutran is the only Southeast Asian person on the voice acting side of the film. Yeah, it's the the lead. There is the like very minor supporting, but like the lead star cast. It's a lot of uh, East Asian people. Yeah. So Which that is was not the same. That it's was a not. Little, it's that was not. very disappointing for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think it, it feeds into Disney has this weird fear that if they don't get specific names, that they won't succeed. And that's never been an issue for them. No, I mean, look what happened to Coco. Yeah, the, the, people got so angry that they put that because they were like, oh, it's not going to sell. We better yeah. put a giant short from Frozen in front of it. Yeah. And it's one of the best-selling yeah, it's, films in Mexico. Like, they, why Why would you do that? It's like it's, they don't was, trust. They literally stopped playing yeah. it, the yeah. uh, Frozen short, because it wasn't, that's not what they came there for. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's a, it, they need to trust that the stories are important enough without yeah. that Learn start. like Raya. Trust. Yeah. Like, you need, yeah. They needed to trust the process a little bit. And I think that. Aquafina I mean, was funny. She did great. could have had a. Yeah. Southeast Asian actress for that. We could have had yeah. a Southeast Asian actress for the leads. Characters. Yeah, any of the leads. Like it. So that was that was disappointing. That was the that's the room where Disney has to grow. 
Like, I think they did a great mm-hmm. job in making sure that they did everything in respect of Southeast Asia yeah. culturally. But I yeah, think yeah. that aspect of it is where the, like, there were, I mean, there wasn't white people portraying people of color, which is, you no. know. We still have classic, what, Al- Alan Tuchik? Alan- oh, Tuchik? yeah, for Tuk Tuk. <laughs> classic, classic, the only <laughs> he, white man He gets to be all the, the animals. Film. Yeah, he's, he's like the go-to we animal stand. noises. Yes, he's, yes. you know, he's great. Like, he can mm, be Tuk Tuk. Okay. Um, and hey, hey, and all the things. His Juilliard degree is being so well used. Love him. Anyway. He's so great. But, but I, going back to Raya, sorry. But, yes. I thought that was an important thing to mention it about is. her character that, that Kelly Marie killed it. Yes. And that is yeah. unfortunate that she was the only one from it is. any of the, the main characters yeah. that was from that. Um, and that was one of the biggest reactions yeah. to the film that also hurt it was there was, there's, you know, the, the awareness of that has grown so much in the last five yeah. years even that or even three years that that's gonna be scrutinized like we we've gone yeah. through and been like how many people of color are actually on this list who yes. where are they from <laughs> yeah. you know like that's it's something that people are looking at and i think if they would have just trusted that the story is good enough and it was yeah. that oh my gosh yeah that they could have gotten people of like all all southeast asian like there are 11 countries like yeah. are you kidding me so come on, I, come on. Come on, that's just lazy. Yeah, that's so just, I, I think that's just lazy at that point. So I think they, yeah, I think they, they still need to learn to trust that Disney movies are not necessarily successful or not successful, dependent on who is voicing them. That's yeah. not why people go to see Disney movies. They go because yeah. it's a Disney film. <laughs> like that's that's yeah, why they go. Yeah. So I, I think that that's the next step that I hope yeah. for Disney is that they trust that process a little bit more because that's where that was one of the biggest complaints like the the other one mm-hmm. um is that there it was so mixed up that it was hard yeah. to p- pick out specific things and that was purposeful and that there's good and bad about it um, yeah yeah the wiggly edge sort of it yeah the, the wiggly edge <laughs> the caris of it all um well we'll get to them <laughs> But I, but I think what what I really loved about Raya's journey and that we've hit is that she, you see her change, you see Sisu affect her yes. and teach her things, and then man, her, it is so tragic when you see her pull the trigger too fast. When Sisu, oh, that is, oh, oh. and it's, I, I kind of loved it. I, I loved, loved it. It's so. I loved that the eleven o'clock mm-hmm. baddie moment was her fault. Yep. It's yeah. It was all leading. She had she had gotten to the point where she was like, "Yeah, I can trust them. I'll trust Isu. We'll trust this plan. It'll be great." Mm-hmm. And then immediately broke that trust. Mm-hmm. Immediately, like well, like, like and wasn't I don't know. Ready wasn't there yet. I don't know if I could have not. When she like you see like, that that stupid like close up on the her trigger finger like starting yeah. to pull, and I'm like, I don't know what I would have done. You know, like, I don't yeah. know if I would have been able to, like, trust that that was she was going to let go. Right. You know, it's it was such a tense. I mean, it was such yeah. a tense moment <laughs> in this right, film. Right. Uh, and yeah, you see her grow. I love that Sisu taking her back to heart is what caused this permanent, like, shift to, like, okay, let's give her a gift. I love that that's Semi-permanent. Well, Semi-permanent. The attempt. Because she, that was before <laughs> she killed Sisu. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, trying to, like, finally agree to, I love that Sisu is just like, let's give people gifts. I love that that is the solution to connecting. Yeah. Like, I love But that's kind of, yeah. that, that goes back over and over again. Yeah, because the, the first connecting is gifts. Is yeah. they... Is um, Nomara gives her a mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. He, the father, gives them 
food. And yeah. Nilmari does both of those things. Yeah. Both of the times she tries to give things mm-hmm. is the first thing she does is she gives a gift mm-hmm. of uh, items. Mm-hmm. And then the second time she tries to give food. Yep. And those are both the gifts that she grew up with yep. that backfired. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good moment. I agree. I think it was so good that she had that like last because the right before this, you see her add ingredients to the soup. They were arguing. And that's the first time mm-hmm. she fully engages in the food of the group. Yeah. So that yeah. was the growth. She goes back to like her dad's soup. It all feels great. 11 o'clock betrayal from her side yeah. again. Yeah. I love that she is flawed in that way too, that it comes back yeah. in her And she doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. I love that she doesn't see it mm-hmm. until the end. Yep. She's bl- she's blinded. She doesn't she's totally yeah. Ooh. And 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 um the uh gentleman from Spine. Mm-hmm. Gentleman, he's probably never been called that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. Tong, yeah. Kong 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 recognizes it immediately because mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense yeah. if he would, because Spine is known mm-hmm. for their, you know, strong warriors yeah. and, and everything like that. So he sees the rage in her and is like, now we gotta we gotta take this upon ourselves to save them this we can't turning into we can't hero mode because they they spend the I entire time it. they spend the entire time being like fang did this to us and fang was yeah. but they in a second they go no like they yeah. instantly go to fang's defense after blaming them the entire trip to fang yeah because they're not to, to blame they're no. more they're more upset with nilmari than yeah. they are with the regular old people yeah. of fang and they, which uh, i think is is really cool the only thing mm-hmm. Because you said consequence, and my only thing mm-hmm. is I don't know if she has a consequence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she obviously the, the huge flaw where she is just enraged. Namari mm-hmm. is enraged. They both lost their parents. Mm-hmm. They both kind of join this fight of we're not making it. We're we're just trying to kill each other. Like, it's it's, <laughs> we're not it's deadly. Like they are yeah. legitimately <laughs> trying to hurt each other, which is unique, right? Like that yeah. is the, oh, she is yes full on beast mode rage, and it is yeah both of them are terrifying. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah. it's so cool. They collapse down, and it it isn't until they all get stuck with all the drone, and everyone else is there too because they yeah. went to help her, and yeah. she's like, oh shoot. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with dying today, but like, they can't yeah. die. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first thing that flipped her, mm-hmm. which appreciate a lot. That is absolutely not a flaw. No, that, it, you know, that is an amazing thing that she is so yeah. caring of these people that she met along the way, her little found family. Yeah. And when she makes the choice to do that, I don't think it's a consequence. That's not no. necessarily a bad thing. No. Because she knows there's no consequence because she yeah. knows she goes. That's the whole point of this yeah. is that she trusts that Namari's going to do this. Mm-hmm. She's the one who needs to because yeah. it's the the the, the weakest link, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. will have the most power when given the trust. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so her committing to that and becoming stone is full trust of I will wake up and be fine. When I don't mind that she doesn't have a consequence mm-hmm. for for that, because I think the real consequence that she has is killing Sisu. Yeah. That's that's her consequence. Yeah, is is her not trusting Sisu. Yeah, and so the con- that turns yeah. into this fully committing and actually fully committing yeah. to trusting everyone. Yeah. yeah, and that's I. It is it's a moment that is absolutely gorgeous. It's her learning, but it's not yeah. her. It's not her self sacrificing because she does fully no. believe. No, she knows that she, she'll she be back. Trusts. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I th- I think it, it's a beautiful arc. It's beautiful that she has to trust the one person who has permanently damaged her trust yes um, in everyone yes um i think there's a 
a moment where Sisu says, all I know is I trusted them and they trusted me. And that's how she had the power to say yeah. like, and I'm like, that, that that's the full lesson is that she learns from Sisu that the only reason Sisu yeah. could have saved the world before is because she, everyone <sighs> empowered her. Yeah. And all these siblings that she talks so highly of. Yeah. Everyone has such cool powers. Mm-hmm. Everyone has such cool things. And she talks so highly of how cool they are. And she's like, I can swim. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like yeah. kind of the running gag yeah. is that they have all these interesting things they can do. And she's like, I'm a really strong swimmer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and she, yeah, she doesn't understand why they chose the weakest link to yeah. save the world. But they did. Right. And I, it's it's a beautiful circle that definitely didn't feel heavy handed. And that's what I was really appreciative of. And yeah. It just and the group like it. It was terrifying seeing that like oppressive, dark, swirling energy surrounding them, and everyone feeling yeah. hopeless, and like the dragon gems like fading. I'm like, ooh, like I feel a little bit of this too hard right now. And you have that that the five keeps coming back mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. and over again. You have the five locations. You have the five dragons, and mm-hmm. then the ones you know the five yeah. locations and the one heart. Yeah. You have the five people. Yeah. The one they didn't pick up two from anybody Mm-mm. from any place. It's Mm-mm. one from each yeah. each place. Yeah. And the one person, you know, there's it, rules of three and fives yeah, in this yeah. one. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really beautiful. And when I, I like, lo- I still like teared up, like when Raya is like accepting that and fully trusting. And then Boone, when Boone grabs onto her leg. I, Raya is like a, such a strong person uh, and does not make me cry because I'm like, get it, girl. Yeah. Boone makes me cry yeah. so many times yeah. in this movie. That's what, that's what that, it, was, it wasn't hers, but it was, it was him <laughs> grabbing onto her leg. And the fact that. It does. This doesn't track, but I still appreciated it because every time someone's hit with the drone, no matter what position they they're in the the holding of, yeah. of water essentially and the gem like hands. I know, and I I, I don't mind it. That was, was like a like, weird moment, yeah. but I kind of don't mind oh, that I love they that. visually the visual of came everyone. Together. Yeah, everyone coming together, and then <sighs> Namari's final look. I do, it doesn't really make sense to me that like how the gem exploded magically and everything goes fine but like namari didn't have to activate it that's how i mean they she did about the same sisu did about the same thing the only difference was that sisu held it out yeah yeah that's true but it did the same the reaction was the same yeah and like the dream was Um, captured in it so maybe like yeah that so i I wonder if that was the gem wasn't fully committed until nilmari Mm -hmm. fully committed to the trust yeah yeah whereas Sisu was handed this by her by her siblings yeah. who she looked up to. Yeah. So she is going to have that moment of concern, but then yeah. go for it. Yeah. Whereas Nomari, I think, needed that extra step mm-hmm. to really commit to yeah. the trust. And it and I think the gem disappears after that moment too. So maybe it was the like because dragons come back. Yeah. Because they all come back. That was which is kind of interesting. Because is it mm-hmm. is that sacrifice more powerful mm-hmm. than what? Not that Sisu wasn't no, no, no. And like, save the world that but, time, yeah. but, but like, humanity who was breaking apart coming you know, like, together, yeah, yeah, like it. And that is that is something mm-hmm. I was gonna try and wait oh, to go. do it in the after hours, do but it. I'm just gonna talk about it now. Yeah. yeah. So in the original artwork and the original mm-hmm. deleted scenes and stuff, and I'm so mad they didn't include this. Mm-hmm. So the Darun come out because of humanity. Mm-hmm. So every scene you see the Darun, it's because there's a fight breaking out. Yeah. It's because people are arguing. It's because there is discourse yeah. is when the Druun come. They're not just roaming around. Yeah. They they spawn because of discourse. And so it makes sense knowing that, mm-hmm. that human discourse ceasing with these five people coming together and choosing to trust each other yeah. in the most vulnerable way possible yeah. makes sense that that would 
cease the Druun to exist because they have committed this powerful trust yeah. and come together. Yeah. Whereas that's not mentioned in the. Uh, oh, man, I just the, you just need that, two more like, sentences. Like, like, give me that. Right. Sisu casually is like, "Oh, it's from human discourse, and they've been here all the time, waiting to attack." Like it's that's like, the only thing she says, which is like, "Okay, we accept it, we move on." But yeah. But it makes it makes it more powerful. Yeah. And it makes Raya's choice to see everyone and do this. Yeah. And to bring everyone together because of her father mm-hmm. wants nothing more than that. Yeah. It it makes sense. It makes sense why Hart was so successful for the longest time in keeping it safe and all you know, yeah. It it puts a lot of things together that I am a little disappointed that that bit did not quite make it. it would, yeah, it would have just film. made us being the reason. Like it just would have made humanity's hatred be that much yeah. more linked to everything. And it oh, that's so good. It's such a good manifestation of that like metaphor the metaphor of this movie is just or allegory more is like of this movie is fantastic and i think yeah for it to come out in the the pandemic because it was already inspired by pre-pandemic and then what happened during the pandemic it was like the perfect movie to come out in this moment and i was so upset that it didn't i mean it was not unsuccessful it was not a flop they still made money on it. It like everything was underperforming because right. of the pandemic. So it's really hard to compare. So it's not I they don't consider it a flop as much as it underperformed for a lot of the multitude of reasons. COVID being one of them. They released it mm-hmm. on Disney Plus with Premier Access and in theaters. So that was also like Mulan was just Disney Plus. So it like right. didn't it was kind of a weird hybrid and then people didn't want to pay extra yeah. on top of the subscription. And so it and they didn't advertise it at all. I, it was hard for the me ad- to find which stuff. That bothered me. Mm-hmm. It bothered me that they didn't advertise it yeah. because especially if it was supposed to come out in 2020, mm-hmm. like Mulan had tons, yeah. tons of different trailers. You know, anytime they pushed it back, they were like, mm-hmm. check it out now at this time. And yeah. they had different trailers and different artwork and yeah. they were releasing different outfits, Yeah, um, you know, and, and things like that that she was wearing and stuff mm-hmm. to really like help that hype yeah. keep going. And they really didn't do it at all. Yeah for Raya and that was really really disappointing mm-hmm. because I think she's so important to see I don't there's so many things but one of the big ones is, is she grows yeah. and you see by the end her growing and you see when she does go to her father and brings him to everybody yeah in that moment it's not just you can see in her face and how she reacts with everybody it's not just I at the beginning said this to get food yeah. because I see dad is sad yeah this is truly look at these friends I've made and yeah. look what we've done because of you. Mm-hmm. And here's Sisu and, and Sisu coming down and being like, she did you so proud. Yeah. Like that's all it's it's become part of her too. It's not mm-hmm. just dad. Yeah. And like her growing like that, you don't get to follow a journey like that mm-hmm. with many other characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I Disney didn't advertise it yeah, very well. I, I think they focused on Mulan because it was the known yes. movie. Yes, oh, for sure. And, and I, that had its own firsts yeah, yeah. and big yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, things yeah. And, and stuff that they were trying to jump on. And, and I totally understand them trying to like piggyback off the back yeah. of it. Well, I, I think they that didn't was a disservice. Do it well. I think piggybacking was the wrong idea because now you have yeah. two Asian continent inspired films yeah. of warrior women and i actually think that probably hurt them because people right. were like all right I, I saw mulan like i'll watch raya later and they like, didn't it, they didn't push it they were no. like 
because I feel like the original plan was like, oh, you saw Mulan. Here's like the, the big teaser trailer for Raya that's yeah. coming out in a few months. They, they yeah. didn't do that at all. No, it, <laughs> it should have been more connected if they wanted to connect it or they should have not put him so close. Not done it at all. Yeah. And it, it, it yeah. Not, I was, not this wishy-washy. Well, that's what I couldn't even, I remember talking to you like, when's Raya coming out? Like even before yeah. COVID. I had to actively look yeah. for it. I was like, when is it coming out? And like, what's it about? Like, I'm not, like, I, I didn't quite understand Gosh. what it was. Like it, I just feel like there's so much more of an idea that could have been in advertising. And like, I, when it came out, I'm like, I love this character. I want a mug. Yeah. And like the mugs were like, n- like, I, that's a little like rant that I'm like, there's nothing. The merch was just not there. No, it no. Was so they didn't frustrating. Have, and that was before the like crazy, you know, can't get things because of shipping. Yeah. Can't, like yeah. COVID hadn't really impacted that quite as much yet. Yeah. So um, and I remember, too, looking for plushes in particular. Mm-hmm. And there was like Sisu, but Sisu was not like a cuddly plush. No, it was, like, it's a the big, perfect long yeah. thing. They we I do have the three. Ongi, Ongi, yeah, Ongi monkeys, yeah, they do talk and chitter to each other. That's Uh, amazing. But like that was it. (laughs) Yeah, there there wasn't like I feel like there wasn't a lot of that merch that there is. I don't know. I can't find it. Yeah. But when it came out, I saw somebody I know Mm -hmm. was um, invited to the uh, release Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. It was a virtual like Disney Plus experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and she was at a PR box, and she, uh, I believe it was in the PR box, or she had got it at Disney recently. Mm -hmm. I'm. At the, around the same time of it coming out. Yeah. Either way, I want it. There was a tuk-tuk that rolls up. Oh, my gosh. Plush that rolls up. And that's that amazing. So but, like, other than that, it's really, like, yeah. you can find some riot dolls. Yeah. It's, but I even mean, then, she didn't even appear into the parks until, like, last week. And even then, I don't think she's at Walt, don't, Walt no, Disney World No, just Disneyland, yet. I think, is the only she's, one that she, she appeared at. Yeah. Mirabelle beat her. Yeah, I'm so, yeah. It just feels like... <laughs> It feels like they're treating it like a flop and it yeah it doesn't make any so sense to me. Disappointing. It's they're, very they're disappointing. Doing... I, I get more and more ragefully disappointed when I, because <laughs> I, I rewatched it to, uh, for, in prep and I'm like, this is such a good character. It's good, like it's, it's, good. it's a good character. It's well done. It's thought through. Like they have room to grow, yeah. of course, but overall, like. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. She has flaws. She, she has yeah. strengths. I love that some of her strengths are things that like self-preservation mm-hmm. can sometimes be seen as negative. Yeah. Like, you know, we talked about in Maiden Madness mm-hmm. where there was some self-preservation issues occasionally yeah. with, um, I think Esmeralda, Esmeralda was a big one yeah, yeah. that we talked yeah. about where it's totally fine to be self-preserving, yeah, but, but there were times where she, yeah. no, yeah. no. And she like definitely was more leaning towards the unheroic side yeah. of self-preservation. Yeah. Whereas Raya, it wasn't necessarily not heroic yeah. in her use of that. Yeah. And her selfishness yeah. of, you know, wasn't quite as not heroic as others yeah. are. So I, I don't know. I think they really turned a lot of things on its head in a great way that could be relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. Which just... I'm just keep bringing up great things. All right. Yeah, I'm disappointed that she's yeah. not being seen by everybody. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I one moment at the very end that was really tragic to me that I loved was when you see Ba Chief Benji realize that he has missed eight years ish of her life. That when she comes and says Ba, and then you see yeah. that recognition, I'm like, oh my gosh, dewdrop! All of these people. All of these, for him, yeah, like, all these people have missed. It's like the snap in Marvel, you know, like yeah. the, all these people have missed this chunk of everyone's life. 
where they've been in stasis. So like that was really tragic. And a fun fact that I have is that Sisu, there was a, I want to get this fun fact right. Yes. Sisu was always intended to die in the film, Mm -hmm. but there was debate regarding whether or not she and the other dragons would actually return. So we have an Elsa debate. We do. Another Elsa debate. We do. Um, Did they want to sell dolls? Yes. Yes. Probably. Exactly. Also probably. Yeah. Well, I, well in, this, in Sisu's case, plushies. Yeah. Maybe a doll. I, I, was thinking, I was thinking about the fact that, like, I actually wouldn't have been bothered if Sisu didn't come back because then her sacrifice would have helped the world come together. But yeah. ultimately, the producer, Osnet uh, Schurer, um, she wanted a more traditional make your heart sing Disney yes. ending. So, like, I get and it. I like that. That's, yeah. Like it's, it, it's still... We still got to remember it's a kid's movie. It is. It's still a kid's movie, guys. <laughs> it is. I felt so many things as an adult in this world watching it. Yeah. They're like, oh, wait, this is for children. It's fine. Yeah. All, we gotta remember all it's the dragons still a kid's can movie, come back. So I do get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it there does, was a big debate. It does make sense. Of like what to do yeah. because the point of the movie is that they come together. And so it's the sacrifice that Sisu is now gone or does she get to come back? And Yeah. And I, I could understand the argument for both. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think that was um, fascinating. At the end, something yeah. that I realized watching this again mm-hmm. and like really looking into it, obviously that made me cry, but in a different way. So a lot of times when Rapunzel gets to meet her parents for the first time, yeah. they hug, you are standing there as Flynn, mm-hmm. you know, watching her and you're watching the main character get everything she's dreamed of. Yeah. In this movie, mm-hmm. you are the main character mm-hmm. watching her father get everything he's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that makes such a big difference yeah. in how you consume the movie mm-hmm. and how that ending hits you mm-hmm. because it it turns that selfishness into a selfless almost yeah. moment yeah. of, you know, and it, it's really beautiful. And I didn't really think of that until this time watching it where mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not happy crying for Raya in yeah, this moment. Definitely for Benji. And yeah. not in a bad way. No, not in a bad it, way. It's what she wants is her father and it feels beautiful and purposeful. And that's her I want for the whole thing. And what mm-hmm. he wants is for the world. And so yeah. to see him get what he dreamed, him choosing to put his sword down after seeing Raya terrified in the reflection of it at the beginning is so heartbreaking. Yeah. And for him to get shot after that. Yeah. <laughs> like but then can walk pretty much fine yeah, after. Like, so that's a little bit like yeah, continuity. But yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Uh, but like to see his heart break and him lose his dream for the world and then instantly wake up and see it alive in Ugh. front of him and then dragons beautiful. on top of that like that's beautiful it's gorgeous beautiful and one like speaks directly to you about your daughter like get out <sighs> yeah so uh raya i i love that yeah. i loved a lot of the things that she brought to yeah. this film which is really really cool yeah i i really loved it the I, disney princesses in general yeah i think she's a unique princess she's a strong princess she's flawed it, it just everything that we've said like it's just she's great yeah. and i hope that more people get to fall in love with her and i do i i think another thing that factored in we talked about throughout this whole thing the multiple factors of why it wasn't a boom of stuff yeah and i think another yeah. thing that factors in is it it can be a film that makes you kind of address things that you may not want yeah. to it is more of a serious yeah. tone to it as far as the the lessons mm-hmm. And I can see why it might not be something that you just play over and over and over and over and over again. It is a little heavier than some of it. So I I think it's important that kids see it and that parents see it. 
but I can understand how it's not on repeat in someone's house yeah. <laughs> necessarily. Right, 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 right. And I, another thing to to add to that too mm-hmm. is there are no young male mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, Boone They're is all still, either children yeah. or like very, very grown adults. Yeah. And I think looking at that at face value, mm-hmm. some more traditional, Older generations of families may be like, "Mm, my boys won't enjoy this. Yeah. Which is dumb. Very dumb. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think anybody needed a love interest. But it's that's that's another thing where there's there's no kind of guy in there at all, really. Or and there's not a guy fighting with a sword in it. Like there's not. Like the action heroes are the women. Are both. Which is amazing. Super, super cool. <laughs> yeah. But I can absolutely see why some of these outdated yeah. people could, yeah. you know, not. That would be a whole demographic that they're not. Yeah. That aren't being hit. Yeah. So I. But I do. I do love all the side characters with her. I and I love that she. They help change her mm-hmm. and that she kind of changes them a little bit. Like they all kind of yeah. grow together which is really nice um it's great it's a great ensemble of characters it's yeah the care taken to the the cultural aspects in the development is really wonderful they still got room to grow on some things but i I was really happy with the research and the result of this movie yeah and i want to leave us with another fun fact um and this was this is specifically about kelly marie tran and yes. she has come out and said that she interpreted her performance as if Namari is Raya's love interest. Like that that it is not canon via Disney, but the voice actress flat out has come out and said, I portrayed her as if Kelly, I love you. <laughs> She's just Kaya a star. <laughs> In love. Yeah. So I was like, what a one, what a bold thing to just say. And love put out into the world because uh, there's not like romantic tension and yes. stuff. But I do think that that's a, such a beautiful thing. And knowing that uh, and rewatching it, I went the banter with Namari is pretty on point. Like that's uh-huh. that's some good stuff between the two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So. I mean, there could be tension. There's definitely there moments that can tension. be read as tension. Yeah, there's I I read part moments. I, as I could tension. see that. I could see that. Yeah, but. I, I know. Oh, I'm oh, for it. Gally, 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 I can get it. a TV show too. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun fantasy world. Great. <laughs> yes. So, yes. But yeah, I'll leave you all oh. with romanticizing about that. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all so much for listening to uh, our Raya and the Last yes. Dragon. I hope you had a great time on our Wiggly Edge story. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Join us next week as we embark to the Pacific Islands and sail across the ocean with the courageous wavefinder Moana. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or a comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you're listening. There you can support the podcast and unlock an entire library of our exclusive After Hours video podcasts with new episodes arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsanddialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast episode is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions.